All right, Mike. In that case, I think I'm sweaty and I'm ready. All right, this is going to be a show. All right. All right, you ready? I am sweaty and I'm ready. All right, here we go, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of Two Nerds, Maybe More. My name is Michael, and with me, as always, is my co-host and my buddy, Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. I am pretty sweaty because it's really warm over here uh, at the moment, and it's unusual for Denmark to to have this warmth um, but the worst part is that there's no wind. There's no wind at all. It's completely uh, uh, really, really, really hot. I don't know how it is where you are, Michael, but where I'm from, there's also very high humidity. Ooh. Yeah, so we're basically being boiled alive. So um, in, in California, there's not a lot of humidity, so I'm lucky enough on that front. But I remember mm. when I lived in uh, Okinawa, the humidity mm. was absolutely ridiculous, so it would get up to like the 90 degrees Fahrenheit range and then you would topple humidity on top of that and Mm. it was just horrible horrible yeah yeah it's the humidity that's the that's the killer to be honest if if it it, this this heat would be nice if it wasn't that humid uh but yeah that's that's just the cards that I've been dealt but I'm here Michael I'm not having a fan on just to (laughs) you know because we're professionals so it doesn't we're professionals, yeah. So uh, here we go. If I die before this show is over, it's, it's been a pleasure, Michael. All twenty-five episodes, it's been a pleasure. All right, I will be sure at the funeral to say he died doing what he loved, and it's exactly how he would have wanted to go out. Um, well, every good podcast always starts off with talks about the weather, or at least that's what I heard from a friend of mine when I first started podcasting. Um, <laughs> All right, well, let's just jump into today's episode, okay? Let's do it. Um, I'm still on my horror kick, obviously. I don't know what's going on, but it's like Halloween every month of the year for me, every day. <laughs> so I guess I'll start off with a surprise, um, a surprise show that I didn't know existed, and I didn't know what to expect, and I was thoroughly happy with what I found, and that is the Juon Origins, which, for those who don't know, Juon is the original, uh, the original movie that sparked The Grudge. If you've seen that version of them, but they're mm. Japanese horror films that are set around, uh, I believe it's a house. At least this one is a house, and it's the one with the kid and the creepy cat, and he just meows really loud at you and stuff like that. It's pretty interesting. I need to go back and watch the films now that I've seen this origin series. And mm. this origin series is really dark. Um, it's dark and heavy in the sense of not every moment of it is scary, but it deals with a very human element that is twisted by the dark spirits that reside within the house that is a focal point of the of the series. And holy moly, these people do some horrible things under the influence of these... Even episode one, just the way it ends, is a bit disturbing. Mm. And 
I didn't know where it was going to go, and it just kept getting even more disturbing. So <laughs> it was it was very unexpected, and yet I was really engrossed in what was going on. It does some weird things with time manipulation, and uh, essentially the house exists within a time of its own, and it's not affected by the outside world. So them trying to marry it all together. I actually had to watch a video after I was done to see what other people thought of it. Because hmm. I didn't know how I thought of it. I was like, what the heck is going on? So okay. it's pretty interesting. Now, I mentioned it to you, and you yeah. said you'd see if you were able to get around to it. Were you able to get around to it at all? No, no, not really. Uh, um, just a shameless uh, self-promotion. I was doing a podcast last night called 5.5. Uh, so, yeah, I, that's what I did. I wanted to see if I could get maybe just one episode in today, but uh, I finished what I was watching, so I don't know, should I just jump into that or do you want to continue? Go ahead, go ahead, that was a perfect segue. Because I I finished off the second season of How to Sell Drugs fast, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's just, it's more more of the same from the first one, and I'm, I'm getting more and more convinced that this is like the German youth version of uh, 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 Breaking Bad, ah. uh, it, yeah, it, it's so much fun. Um, I really just like the humor in it, and I like the acting. And yeah, if you can get over, as I said last time, the German bits, then uh, then <laughs> it, it, it's it's really entertaining. I, I can recommend it. Cool. Um, I also recommend Juon for those who like that type of stuff. Uh, I was watching one more thing. I watched it the other day. I was looking for some. Haunted House movies that I haven't Hmm. seen before. So I decided to watch Malevolent, which is on Netflix as well as G1. And this movie is one of those Haunted House type movies that the ghosts are there. I don't want to spoil too much of it because it is kind of like the under undertone of it as a whole. But essentially you have these paranormal research people. And they're faking everything that they do. They fake that they're like the girl that has the power. They're faking that she has this power, like this gift. And they go to these houses and they they charge them to cleanse the house. And they fake that they do all these things. They fake the sounds and the noises and all that so that they can get some money. There's some character development that goes on that you see why they're doing this, like get rich quick schemes, and things like that. And of course, if you've ever seen a movie like The Last Exorcism, where the main character is a fake exorcist, then at the end, he ends up actually finding a situation that is real. This kind of goes that same way, where they actually find a, a house that is haunted by spirits. And there's more going on there than meets the eye with both the physical residents and the uh, supernatural residents. So I think it's a fairly decent movie. It moves along pretty well. The actors are decent enough in their roles. It's nothing that's going to blow your mind. You're not going to run away like, oh my god, that was so amazing. But it's a decent enough movie. I definitely recommend it. It's a nice little popcorn movie. I don't think you're going to get too many scares from Hmm. it. But I think it does a really good job with the ambience of it. So I definitely recommend checking out Malevolent if you're looking for something that you don't really... If you just kind of want to sit down for about an hour and a half and have a decent time. Okay, cool. I have uh, acquired uh, the full set of movies in the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, franchise, which, yes. uh, yeah, the, uh, so 
over the next few weeks or months or the last bit of the year, I will probably be watching at least some of them uh, mm-hmm. because I realized when you talked about it last week, uh, you talked about Nightmare on Elm Street. I was like, I feel like I've seen it. I don't really remember it. Um, mm-hmm. And then afterwards, when I've been thinking about it, I think I remember scenes here and there that has come back to me since because I started thinking about it. But I was like, you know what? Maybe I should check these movies out, at least the first one. And then I, d- I don't know how many do you recommend? Is there something I should stay away from or should I just watch all of it? Or well, what's your recommendation? Uh, so it really depends because there are a lot of people that say, the first one is a must-watch, which obviously because it's the first one, you know. Then <laughs> I don't think the second one gets a lot of love. I think the second mm. one um, it might actually be rated five point five of oh, on okay. IMVD, but um, the Dream Warrior. I forget which one that is. I think it's like the third or the fourth one. I think it's the fourth one. Uh, that one gets a lot of praise a lot of people like that one Mm. as i remember it i'm not a huge fan of it but i'm actually going through again and watching them all as well if i had to just pick two like two to definitely watch i choose the first one and then the uh, the final nightmare i think it is or no a new nightmare sorry okay the new nightmare is the one where the the entire cast kind of comes back and Freddy is existent within the real world. So all the characters are playing themselves. Like the main actress, Heather Langenkamp, she comes back and she's not Nancy from the movie, but rather she's Heather Langenkamp. And she's dealing with like this, uh, she's been having nightmares about Freddy. And she goes and she actually talks to Wes Craven himself. Like the, they're having conversations and she goes and talks to Robert England, who's like, like Freddie's just a character, blah blah blah. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? And it turns out that their their fear and their creation of him like manifests itself into this entity that is Freddie. And it's really cool to see how they bring it together. And that was okay. Wes Craven coming back to the series after he had left it for a while. That sounds really meta. <laughs> it is so cool. Like, it's one of my favorite ones. Like I said, I've watched the first one and that one for sure. And then the others, I think, they start getting a bit ridiculous towards the uh, the tail end of it, where there's a lot more cheesy aspects of, like, Freddy's joking a little bit too much and things like that. Uh, okay. It got a little bit out of control. So maybe mm-hmm. uh, five, six, seven, and <laughs> eight, I think it is. Uh, or no, it's just five. Yeah, it's like five and six, I think, get a bit ridiculous. Okay. There's so many, I have trouble keeping track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I will keep you all updated. And, yes. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we get. Anyway, gaming-wise, I've been jumping into uh, very shortly. Uh, I did I installed it uh, yesterday and played a little bit yesterday and played, played a little bit today. It's the World of Warcraft Shadowlands, the new expansion. It's out, everyone. No, no, it's, it's not. not. Stop. No, it's not. Stop leading the people on. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the beta is out, uh, and I was so lucky to get an invite. Um, so I installed it yesterday, and I played a little bit. And um, I don't know what they did, but holy crap, that game looks—it looks so pretty now. I don't know what it is. There's something ab- about it where I'm like, it—it it, it looks 
almost like a different game and it, and i can't really pinpoint what it is it, it looks really good um i jumped in just try i uh, just playing out uh, you know the the introduction i haven't finished it just um i mean started playing it and i also made a, a brand new character to play through the new starting area mm-hmm. and and it looks so damn good it looks so pretty it's it's crazy and it's such a shame that you know the gear that is dropping is still you know the v- vanilla gear with lower polygon so so your character looks amazing the environment looks looks amazing and then you look at your gear and you're like that gear looks like it's 15 years old what the hell <laughs> so yeah so that that's that's the only small detail that's a shame but but all the new uh, uh, customizations you can do to, to the character how it looks and stuff like that it looks amazing um I, I will probably at launch spend the first three hours just you know figuring out how my, my character should now look going forward um, and wasting lots of good leveling time well i think that at launch you're probably going to focus on new content rather than leveling right well i will be leveling well, yeah, you're leveling in the new zones, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, so. You're in the beta and you're leveling right now, right? Uh, mm. Did you get Did you get the ten yet or no? Because oh, I no. think Exiles Reach is one to ten, right? Yeah, yeah it should be. Yeah, uh, I haven't f- completed it. neither the, the the starting zone for, for the low levels or the or the starting zone for the expansion. I haven't completed any of them. I've just been jumping around, just testing stuff here and there, just quickly. Um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of other things as well that is not World of Warcraft related. So, so yeah. But the thing is that jumping into the base it just makes me want it to be you know released even more because I'm so mm-hmm. bored in, in the re- in the main game right now because there's nothing to do. No, um, have you seen the changes to the heirloom gear? No, I have not. So so for those who don't know, World of Warcraft currently has heirloom gear, which you can buy on your max level characters. And essentially, it's gear that will help your newer characters level up faster. It has (laughs) XP boost. But that's going away. The XP boost is going away with the expansion. And instead, it's looking like they're going to do a set bonus for heirloom gear. So if you have uh, two pieces of heirloom gear on, it's going to give you, uh, I think it's 30% rested XP bonus, like or you'll drain it a lot slower, 30% mm. slower. And then you'll have different things that happen throughout the however many pieces that you have equipped. Okay. There's one that's like, as you level up, you'll unleash a holy energy around you and it'll damage all enemies for a certain percentage when you get up to the max of like six heirloom pieces that adds another 30 percent of rested xp bonus onto your current 30 percent bonus from the two piece so okay. it's more of a set piece of gear which is pretty decent mm. so yeah and cool stuff i mean i guess it's also because i think I think leveling through in, in when the expansion hits will be way faster than it is today anyway to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's probably also just, you know, don't so people do, just don't, you know, <laughs> uh, move through through the content really, really quick because, you know, there, there is some, some good old content there worth worth exploring, especially if you haven't played, played through that particular expansion or whatever you're doing before. Yes. I think that's what I'm most excited for is that it's actually going to be like a you get to play the expansion as if it was new Mm. and experience it the way that it was meant to be experienced. Nowadays, you can't do that. You get to Draenor, for instance, and you're level 100 before you know it. And you haven't even gotten through the first zone. So Exactly, exactly. All right, I'll go up next. And I've been playing an 
old slash new game. This is actually a remake, and it's called Destroy All Humans. I don't know if you've played this game before. No. This this is a game that was initially released, I believe, on the PlayStation 2. And you are an alien named Crypto, and you are investigating the loss of one of your fellow uh, alien members. And it turns out that your entire race are clones. And you've been cloning for generations due to... Uh, there was like an extinction event on your home planet initially. And you started cloning in order to reproduce because you lack the current... The current form lacks the ability to reproduce due to having no reproductive organs. Mm. So you constantly clone. But the problem is, is that there's been degradation in the cloning process throughout the years. Like it's almost like each time you clone, you lose a little bit of something. Like you're using the same material, so obviously you're losing a little bit each time. But there's some raw DNA that is on the planet Earth. So crypto has to go in, find his raw DNA and bring it back so that his people can survive. And throughout this process, you are destroying all of the humans that you can find. You are anal probing them as you go through. And it's set in like a 1950s spoof of America. Mm. And I'm just going to go through the intro bit here because it's pretty funny and it kind of sets the tone. It's very light and it's very tongue-in-cheek. You start off in like a country setting. So you have this ability to read minds. And as you read the minds, you see... Some of them have little things to say, such as like, I wonder what my cow Bessie thinks about this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And then you see another person. I thought this was really funny. I was reading minds. Each person had something to say. And then there's this one person that's just standing there. You read his mind and all you do is see dot, 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 dot. In the sense of like, there's nothing going on in his mind. Like he's so dumb. Um, and it's just, it's really fun. It's really tongue in cheek. If you've never played this game, I suggest that you go and try it out. Mm. It's it's so much fun, especially if you're especially if you don't mind poking fun at a little bit of a American hysteresy, uh, hysteresy. Sorry, I think that's the word. <laughs> I think that's a word. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's when it comes to like political figures in the game, they are constantly talking about communism. It must be the commies, because it's set in the <laughs> '50s, right? So it has that that kind of vibe to it. So. If you like that type of thing, definitely go check it out. I highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, I, I've seen the, the graphics before, like the uh, box art and stuff like that. I've, se- I've seen it before. Just never have, I've never played it, never got it. So, uh, so maybe maybe I'll check that out. Something else that I have played before is Guild Wars 2, and I have played it again. I jumped back in because our good friend Tom started talking about it, playing it. I was like, hey, I used to have a character. Let's go check it out. Um, so I did. So I had like a character that was around 40 or 50 or something. So I jumped in, played it again, and uh, I'm now max level. And I'm, I have no clue what to do. I have no clue. But what the hell is the endgame in, in Guild Wars 2? Um, so yeah, that, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, so far, I still have some story missions. So I think I'll just stick to them and just see where that leads me. But but yeah, that that's uh, something that I've, I've been playing as well and quite enjoying it. Yeah, I've been seeing you and Tom jumping in there. I have not suddenly downloaded it. I feel like every time you guys start something, I always end up downloading it. And then either everyone stops playing or I'm just (laughs) like, yeah, I'm not going to really get into this one. So it's just taking up hard drive space. 
Yeah, I mean it's a good game just to 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 kill some time now. But I'm pretty sure you know as soon as the pre patch for World of Warcraft hits and stuff like that, Guild Wars will will go out the window, and I'll come back to it in in a year's time and be like, oh, I have a level eighty character. What what to do with it? <laughs> now, the base game is actually free, right? It's free to play. I believe so. Yes, that that the the base game leveling experience of Rom to eighty is completely free. Um, if I remember correctly, and uh, yeah, the expansions um, you don't have to buy, but at the moment you can actually buy for uh, 25 euros, so it's rough around the same in dollars, right? It's roughly 25 dollars. Uh, you can buy the the both of back, uh, both expansions uh, in one bundle. So um, cool. yeah, good good deal um, right then and there. If you if you don't have it and you want to play it, awesome. All right, I've been I started a game called Neo. This game is not new. There's actually been the second game that's come out within uh, the last year or so, something along those lines. But Neo is a Dark Souls-esque, uh, Dark Souls-inspired type game, but instead of battling dragons and things like that, at least to me it seems you're more of like a samurai type character. Hmm. Uh, you're in Japan, and you're looking for certain things, you're battling your way, but it is one of those games where if you die, then it takes you back to your last location that you like prayed at like a statue or something like that. Mm. And it will take you back there. You've lost all your experience orbs and it's up to you to battle your way back to where you were and slay the enemy that killed you in order to regain those experience points back. Or if you fell and died, you have to get back to that point and grab them so that you can keep that going okay. and it's that type of game where a lot of times you may find yourself dying and you need to figure out okay what did i do wrong you can't just go in and hack and slash all the time this one is definitely a bit more forgiving in the hack and slash department rather than a game like dark souls so i'd like it dark souls is very it's a bit slower paced which is both good and bad depending on who you are so I'm liking it so far, and I want to play a lot more of it. I'm probably going to play some tonight. It depends. Selena's birthday was yesterday. She might want to spend time together. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Uh, lastly, I also have uh, jumped into a good old friend, Volson. <laughs> uh, picked it up where I left off um, at that second act boss. Um which uh, I finally finally managed to kill. Woo, I was there. I, I saw it. Yes, yeah. congrats. So I could definitely feel like my, my character's uh, play, uh, my player power, my character's power have gone up since I played the last time. It definitely felt like, especially like AoE damage was a little bit better. Um, uh, I, I didn't, I did have a few tries. I was like, I'm not sure that I still have the power that, that I, I need, but um, but yeah, just finally finally made it through. Um, the boss might have bugged out a little bit here and there, but don't tell anyone. I don't care. <laughs> I got through it. Uh, and yeah, bust down. Act 3. Uh, I did play a little bit into Act 3, but I don't know. I just don't feel as invested in the game anymore as I was in the beginning. Uh, yeah. Wilson kind of came and everybody was on it. At least everybody in the ARPG realm. Mm. And it's just, there's a lot of a lot of bugs in the game even still even yeah. this long after launch and that's not a huge knock against the game because the game is an indie game looking at it you wouldn't think that it's an indie game because the game is absolutely beautiful 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well done in the graphics department, but there's just so much. There's so many other things that go wrong. Whether it's the boss suddenly regaining health at a certain point and you yeah. don't know why, like yeah. that was really weird, and it happened to me too when I was on that boss. Uh, but one of the biggest disappointments is actually that we tried to play together. Mm-hmm. We tried to play together, and the lag that existed was it was so bad that we just we had to quit before we even got through like the beginning portion yeah. of the game it was really bad we had some trouble connecting at first and then when um, we got in there it was it was not pleasant yeah and i mean you were a ranged character and i was a melee character so basically what i did was i ran up to the mobs and was about to swing my big heavy axe <laughs> and then they just turned over and were, were dead and i'm like what, what what happened and apparently you damaged them or something and other times I, I ran up to them I actually managed to get a hit in nothing happened for a second and then all of a sudden you know the number pops up how much damage they did after after one second of just staring down intent, intensely on the mob <laughs> um, so yeah no it, it was not a, a, a good experience uh, to, to play online yeah and Wolfson is one of those games where it's pretty difficult at times and you need to make split-second decisions. And mm-hmm. with its current state, at least in the multiplayer, you can't really do that. No. I think it's a decent enough game if you want to play single-player and just kind of go through the story mode. Like, it's a fun experience. Just know that you might actually want to do some research, look up builds and things along that nature, just so that you don't find yourself in a situation like Marty was in when he first started, where you physically just can't do enough damage to defeat the boss, which I think is a bit ridiculous. Mm, I agree. Nope. I think that. we talked about that way yeah, back when too. Yeah, we've talked a lot about it. <laughs> let's, not, <laughs> let's not dwell with that. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, let's move on and let's go back to the past. Now, Marty and I kind of touched about on this a little bit before the show, so this should be interesting because we have two <laughs> different experiences, but we're also from, I think, two slightly different age groups. Uh, I'm slightly younger, you're a little bit older. So you're probably with the age group that... You could, have, you could have just least... stayed there. You could have no, said, no, no, you could no. Have, you could just have said you're a little bit <laughs> younger and then left it there. No, I, mean, I need it, people it to was, know. It was implied that by that <laughs> sentence, I automatically would be older, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, arcades. Arcades used to be a big thing. And I think there's two, there's two phases of the arcade, at least in the Americas. Because mm. I understand that arcades are a weird thing. Some places have them still, aka Japan. Japan still has a huge arcade market. The United States has a different state of things. And then apparently you're from an area that never had anything at all. Well, I don't think... Okay, I, I know we have some Danish listeners, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But to my knowledge, arcades have not really been a big thing over here. But, I mean, I have to also just clarify that I'm from a small town, a small town that didn't have an arcade at all. Uh, so, the, I mean, in Copenhagen, which is one of the largest, uh, which is the largest city in, in Denmark, there might have there might have been arcades or something like that, that. There's not really too much around to my knowledge right now. I know there is like a bar that has, uh, which is really cool. It's called Beep Beep. Uh, beep beep bar um, <laughs> and it, it it 
I, I know it has has changed locations a few times. I don't know how it is now, but when I was there, you came into to like the first room. It, it had a bar at the back, and then each table had like some kind of console, Commodore oh, 64 okay. or a Nintendo or whatever. So every table had like a, a small console of some sort, so you could just game with your friends while drinking beers and stuff like that. And then you can go into the back uh, where it had an arcade area. Um, so, and it had all the good, good old ones that, that everyone, uh, uh, knows. And it also had mm-hmm. ping pong machines and stuff like that. So I think that's, that's the closest experience that I have to an arcade, uh, besides, you know, um, amusement parks might have a small area where they have like a few of these type of machines, but an actual arcade, I don't know if, if that's something that has ever existed in, in, in Denmark, not to my mm-hmm. knowledge, but I'm, I might be wrong since I do come from a small town. So I grew up, I was born in 89, which means that the big 80s boom of the arcades, kind of the uh, the reintroduction of the arcade, right? Like there used to be, uh, when did they start? Like in the 70s, I believe. That's kind of when they started really coming up. And then you started having hits like Pac-Man, Space Invaders, and things like that, that brought a whole bunch of people. People like my dad that played a lot in the arcade. He was a teenager around that time. And then I was into tail end, the 90s, when at least in the United States, arcades started to be phased out. They started to be phased out because of the uh, the, the console. Once people could have a video game console in their house, why would you go out to the arcade and pay a bunch of money to play a game that you could bring home with you? So I still like going out. We used to have this arcade that was really near the... It was really close to the house. There was a movie theater nearby, and there was the arcade. And I used to like going there, playing the little games where it's like a bunch of individual things, LEDs, and the light would spin around it. And then you would have to hit the middle button to try to stop the light right in your your area so that you could get as many tickets as you could that came out of the thing, and you could turn the tickets in for prizes. And then they also had your coin-operated games that were more traditional arcade. Like, you had your Pac-Man. You would have uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2, which was really fun to play in the arcade. And my favorite game to play was NBA Jam in the arcade. It's just you and some friends get on the sticks and you would play games like X-Men and The Simpsons, where it's four-player beat-em-up that were absolutely ridiculously hard. If you didn't know what you were doing, they just sucked the money away from you. <laughs> now that was a big thing that I really liked and they started being phased out and kind of how it is over there that's how it is now where now arcades are kind of combined into bars so we call them <laughs> we call them uh, beer cades because you just go in and you grab some beers you play the arcade games and they have a lot of those old ones so that's kind of where we're at mm. but Nowadays, you could play all those classic arcade games at home. Yeah. So, I don't know if you have any favorite arcade games that maybe you didn't play in the arcade, but you've played like a collection, maybe like an Atari collection that came, and it's not the Atari versions, but rather Atari arcade games. I don't know if you ever played any of those. Um, I, I most likely have because uh, I, I've grown up with always having some sort of uh, uh, console or computer or whatever in in, in our home. I get my dad is is uh, uh, has been a gamer. I, he, 
I, I think it does game from time to time, even to this day, but it, it's not too much anymore. But, you know, I've, I've always grown up with it. So I've, I've played, you know, you said that I'm, you were a little bit younger than me. I, I played Pong. <laughs> growing up <laughs> at home on the Atari. Uh, it's one of my earliest memories, I think. Uh, and and yeah, I've played so many of them. But I mean, Pac-Man, who hasn't played Pac-Man? Uh, yeah. So I've, I've played a lot of them, uh, but I don't really, can't really, it's, it's, it's not <laughs> forefront of my memory. So yeah. I think like classic game wise, I think Galaga was always like one of my favorites to play at the arcade and if i see it i still go and play galaga i mm. suck at galaga but i really like it yeah and i don't know if you've ever played it but so maybe this is just like on my end but i remember going to the arcade and seeing people play dance dance revolution mm. i don't know i don't know if you've ever had that experience where like you walk in and you see somebody just going crazy on the dance mat over there actually uh, i have seen our good friend uh, Amanda who was on, from Geek Herring who was on the show uh, doing exactly that in an arcade in, in, in Northern Ireland uh, together with her co-host uh, Monica so, so I actually have seen live the Geek Herring <laughs> girls uh, uh, dancing on, on one of those machines um, so yeah I've experienced that I have pictures and no I will not share them <laughs> So I'm guessing uh, it wasn't like that moment where you were like, holy moly, look at their feet go. Um, the feet did go. Because uh... <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it where like you watch those videos and you see like some of those people that do it on the highest difficulty mm. and they're just absolutely crazy. Like I've seen that happen at an arcade that I walked into. Yeah, no, only in movies. <laughs> All right. Uh, I used to be actually one of those ones that when Guitar Hero was in the arcades for a bit, mm. I'd play on Expert at the arcade. Yeah, but Guitar Hero, I played at home. I, I, yeah, I, I did that too. Yeah, I, I had... Oh, oh man, we played so much Guitar Hero, though. We, we did play... I, it was on the PlayStation 3, and I think I had pretty much all of the games. Uh, my favorite is the Metallica one, obviously. Um, but but no, I've... I've, I've, I've I've gotten into so much new music and so much old music because of Guitar Hero. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, no, no, Guitar Hero played that a lot. Uh, I mean, who hasn't been been air guitaring? Well, well, <laughs> at, 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 what do you call the Guitar Hero guitaring in in your sofa, jumping up and down and stuff like that? Um, yeah, uh, I, even <laughs> actually in with Guitar Hero, um, there was like a huge land uh, party slash competition going on in, in in Denmark and I was there and I was just there to do some some uh, covering uh, like we were filming and, and editing and, and some of it was streamed and stuff like that um, so yeah where I was one of the segments was just me being you know stupid and going around and asking people random questions and stuff like that mm -hmm. and there was also a guitar hero set up so what I what what I did was I grabbed one of the guitars and just you know started out playing normally and then it just got more and more crazy where I was you know sliding on on my knees uh, uh, <laughs> past the television while doing stuff and playing with my teeth and stuff like that and you know it was on screen everything was just a perfect playthrough and people started noticing and, and people were yelling oh my god how is he hitting everything it's it's so crazy and what people didn't realize was that a little little bit back was a guy sitting down 
with the guitar <laughs> and just he was the real guy actually playing it so so yeah <laughs> i think i heard the story i don't remember when you said it i don't remember if it was an episode with chase or if it was a different episode but i think we talked about that yeah i think i i, I just love it so much because it was so it was just so much fun and especially because people believed it was me playing it so. <laughs> <laughs> guitar hero is a great time it was Let's move on to kind of, this is an interesting topic and I'm not going to spend too much time on the, on how it came up, but I do want to put some things into context here. Now, you know, you know who Joe Rogan is, right? I think you said you listened to the podcast a few times uh, because you like some of the guests that he has on, right? Mm. I, I, I I love when they go really crazy on the guests, the crazier, the better. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Joe Rogan to be honest. Uh, it's just not my not my cup of tea. Um, but recently he did a interview session with Joe DeSena, mm-hmm. and they talk about a bunch of different things. But he eventually gets on the topic of um, gaming and the youth involved with gaming. Now a little bit of context before I get into what he actually said. I think Joe Rogan had a little bit of like gamer addiction before. I think he was playing like one of the quakes or uh, unreal tournament or something like that. And he was playing it for like 12 hours a day Mm. to the point where it was like detrimental to everything else that was going on around him. So he kind of suffered from some of that and he's coming from it from, I think that perspective and he doesn't do a good enough job of explaining his perspective, but he says that essentially video games are a waste of time because you can't make money or achieve anything from them of of the implied value. I think he goes to make the reference of if you practice jujitsu, as we know, like Joe Rogan is big into like MMA. He was an announcer for UFC and things like that. He's like, oh, if you go and take jujitsu lessons, then that can be a gateway to opening up your own dojo. You could be a teacher. You could do other things within that realm. And taking that class can lead to something else. Hmm. While video games are intensely enjoyable yet fleeting sense of achievement. And he says that kids may be kind of in this position where they have a gaming problem. And something needs to be done about it. And I think a lot of people started attacking him for that comment. But I think that he's coming from it from the perspective of gaming to the point of doing nothing but gaming. Mm. As in like that dominates your entire life. So we're not going to focus too much on the heavier aspects. But I do want to talk about gaming as a waste of time. Because how many times have we heard throughout our lives get away from the tv like you're gonna rot your brain or why do you play those games like or it's just a video game why do you get so emotionally attached get, get away from that tv you, you your eyes will become squares that's what we said that's what we said in Denmark. <laughs> so you, you'll get square eyes if you don't turn off that television and if you don't stop playing that gta game you'll you'll become a criminal um but, but i think that this is a this is a topic that that should constantly be discussed, and I think that it should be discussed often with people who don't play a lot of video games, mm. because that's usually where these statements come from, is people who don't understand gaming, and all they do is see the kids playing Fortnite, 
Mm. And they think that it's almost like when we were growing up and you would just hear your parents say, stop playing that Nintendo. And you weren't, you're like, this isn't Nintendo. This is something else. (laughs) All they knew was Nintendo. Therefore, everything was Nintendo. And nowadays it's everything is Fortnite for for the parents that don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think as in everything with in life, everything in moderations, right? I mean, yeah. obviously, sure, I, I I could get, I can game a whole day if I want to, and since I'm a grown up, I can do that if I want <laughs> to. Uh, if it's weekend, not if it's not if it's a, a normal day. <laughs> no, but I mean everything in moderations, right? Because I could also sit and watch movies all day. Uh, mm-hmm. I could also do a lot of other things all day. I mean, I'm, I could sit and code all day, uh, but at the end of the day, um, I mean, every, regardless what you do, if you do everything, all the, if you do one thing for you know a, a long period of time, I guess that everything can be an addiction, right? Uh, yeah. So when it comes to, like video games being a waste of time. I hate it when people say that mm. because who determines what the value of time really is? Yeah. Let's say I have a job. I have a one bedroom apartment and I, I do my job. I pay my bills. And then after that, I choose to go play video games. Yeah. Who, who has the right to tell me that I'm wasting my time. I'm doing the things, right? You know, I'm paying my bills. I'm working. And then what I do after that is completely up to me. I think I, I this stems. I, I feel I feel like that statement. Then everything is a waste of time because yeah. you know we, we, that's one of the things we talked a lot about because we played um, in my old World of Warcraft guild. World of Warcraft is if the, is the first read game of, of its in the channel that became this huge and so many people played it and stuff like that. And we talked about it a lot of time that you know. Um, yeah, we 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 spend a lot of money on World of Warcraft because we play it, we pay for the game, we 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 paid the subscription, um, mm-hmm. so we spend a lot of money on this hobby of ours. Uh, but as we, you know, every, all of us being gamers, obviously agreed upon is also that hey, if you go out to town every weekend, which people do, then they also spend a lot of money. Some people mm-hmm. go and play golf every weekend or every second weekend. Golf is not cheap. Uh, it costs a lot of money. So actually, I, I feel like down down the road, I feel like gaming, and in, 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 depending on what you're playing, obviously can a lot of the time maybe even be you know a cheaper hobby. To be honest, uh, I'm right there with you. And one of the reasons why, even before the Blue Recluse happened, I was really interested in podcasts, especially video game podcasts, was that I've always wanted video games to be viewed as a as a medium alongside the likes of movies and music as in it is a viable sense of entertainment and people take it seriously Hmm. in the sense of it's a form of art it's a form of entertainment and you can gather so many things from it whenever people try to tell me like, like why don't you just read a book I like to say okay I can read a book I, I have plenty of books and I read them but at, right now I'd rather interact with the book mm. I'd rather be in control of the main character of that book 
So Don't I'm going to go play a video game. Don't you remember those old books where it says like, all right, do you want to go left or right? If you want to go left, go to page 25. If you want to go right, <laughs> go to page 35. It totally exists, Michael. It's just you who are too young, probably, no, to ever read <laughs> That's not true, because Goosebumps did that, and I hated the option because I would cheat anyway. <laughs> I would put my finger where I was on, and if oh, I didn't like the outcome, I, I had, I'd go back. I had the advanced options, because sometimes, because the then as the books progressed, people figured out that people did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the bad thing that would have happened would be a few chapters down, but what I did, <laughs> Michael, it was a pro tip, paper clips, Paper clips, Michael. <laughs> um, you know, I had this conversation with Selena because she had seen a tweet of somebody that said something quite like this. Mm. Along like, oh, why do this? Like, it's a waste of time and you can't make money from it. I'm like, okay, so naturally by me reading a lot, that will suddenly make me a librarian. Or an author. Or, yeah, or an author. Like, it's like, Yes, let's say I do the Joe Rogan and I do the, the let's say I do Taijutsu and I focus all my energy on that. Me enjoying a Taijutsu class does not suddenly grant me the skills in order to become a Taijutsu teacher or instructor. Just like I feel, I deal with this a lot working at schools, where going to school to be a teacher does not necessarily make you a good teacher. Hey, I, I've gone to school. A lot of years. <laughs> I, I can be a teacher. That's That seems easy. But I'm saying even those in the field that take classes just for teaching, because your personality goes a lot into what makes a teacher a good teacher in the sense of you can't teach passion. You can't teach relatability. You can't teach on the fly moments of change because in a book, it tells you the almost like a perfect case scenario. I'm reading a book currently for work, and I'm like, this will not fly at the school I'm working with because the kids aren't quite at that social-emotional level. So I have to pare it back a bit. But that's me being able to adapt. There's somebody that could read that book, and they're going to look at it as a step-by-step basis of, this is what I need to do here, 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 and here. Mm. And they're going to fail because they don't have the adaptability but they read the book. Yep. That's why, Michael, that's why I'm I'm coding. I'm working with a computer. I'm not working with kids. It's way easier. <laughs> I can just follow that step guide and everything will be fine. <laughs> See, I could follow that step guide and I'd still somehow be confused. <laughs> I was, uh, what is it? I was recording a podcast not too long ago. I think it's like a week ago now. And I was just going through the stuff and I was adding in little sounders. And I'm like, wait a minute, how do I do this? I'm like, there's a bar there. There's a bar here. My sound sounds weird. What do I do? And I started figuring things out. And I definitely figured it out a lot quicker than when you had me edit like an episode or two of this show early on when you were on vacation and I was still working. Hmm. Um, (laughs) Marty edits, so he gets to go on vacation. Um, (laughs) And I was doing it then, and I was like, I can't even add the intro. Why can't I add the intro? But luckily, I started figuring things out now, and it seems to be going a lot more smoothly. Yeah. I mean, to, to return to the make, making money aspect, of, I mean, 
saying that you can make money on gaming that that's that's crazy because there is people making money on gaming every day i mean there is mm-hmm. there is uh, the the larger podcasts that are talking about gaming there is uh, obviously uh, the gamers that are so good that they make these games look incredibly easy even though they're not uh, and you know our esports professionals and uh, obviously behind them there's coaches and uh, actually esports is one of the largest and fastest growing uh, things these days com- compared to normal sports and and you know so, so to say that it's impossible to to make money on gaming is 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 it's just plain wrong i think does it mean that you and i can 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 uh, become esports professionals Probably not. I'm too old. You said it yourself, Mike. Um, and, I didn't and... say you were too old. <laughs> but I am. I, I don't have the reflexes like these guys. <laughs> but I mean, it's the same. I, I, I can't all of a sudden just because I, I used to play uh, uh, real football, Michael, um, the, the European version. Uh, just because I've played that a little bit doesn't mean that I can all of a sudden just become a pre- professional and, and, and you know, a, make money on it but if i wanted to i should probably you know have played football to a a degree where people might call me addicted to it Mm. yes pretty much you have to dedicate all of your time and effort to it in order to become the best that you can i like to reference that to kobe bryant because kobe bryant always used to be they say he was the first one on the floor and the last one to leave Mm. and it just took like it took over every aspect of his life and yeah, some people could see that as like, oh my god, that's so bad. Like he gave up everything else just to do basketball. But in his mind, basketball was everything, yeah. and you do whatever you can to get better at it. Um, I was going to say something, and I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, I think it was on the professional gaming scene, mm. where I do think that it's very, it's very rare that like if you look at the majority of people that do things in gaming. It's a large amount of people. Let's take streamers. There's a large amount of people that stream mm. that don't make it per se, like mm. in that sense of it's their full time job. Mm. So I do think that there's a bit of there's a bit of jealousy and a bit of non understanding for a lot of people that look at streamers and YouTubers from the outside perspective that don't understand what goes into that process. Mm. And all they do is they'll see a younger individual it doesn't necessarily have to be a kid it might be somebody in their early 20s or so and they might see that younger individual making ridiculous amounts of money Mm. doing online creation and they might use the phrase i put this on twitter like how could they make that much money just playing a video game (laughs) and for i don't think that those people understand let's say that person just sits down and they pick up a controller, they hit the record button, and that's all they do. Even doing that, it takes some effort and some stamina in order to... Uh, what's it called? In order to actually sit there for eight hours a day, like a job, and play video games. Hmm. I can't even do that anymore. I used to be able to do that, but it's so hard for me to do that now. Let alone those that add in post-editing things that go through videos like for YouTube and they cut out bits. They don't just 
record and then post? Um, what if they have to travel for locations mm. and do different bits here and there, or all of the equipment that you have to buy? I mean, just it's like two episodes ago that we had Chase uh, on mm-hmm. as a guest, who's a YouTuber, and in, you know his videos are roughly fifteen minutes long, and he says that you know just that fifteen minute video still takes four, uh, roughly four hours to make. You know, so it's not just sit down and do it. It, it, it takes time it takes effort it takes you know mm-hmm. uh, depending on how per, uh, per perfectionistic you are as well it, you know it, it it can take a lot of time um so even even something as small as this podcast mm. uh it's not just we sit down and we record there's the building of the show notes which happens way in advance that we never do it last minute especially <laughs> not this morning um but there's the the editing at the end, whether it's mm. simply you have to add in the intro. If you want to go in depth, you can listen to the whole thing, edit out long pauses. Mm. Maybe there's something that didn't make sense. You could get rid of that. You could change it. You can add sounders to it if you wanted to. You can add the outro. Then there's the posting of it via the other sites. And you need to put your information. You need to apply for your podcast to be available on iTunes or Google or wherever you want it available. So even for something as small as this, None of that takes a huge amount of time. Like if we're being a hundred percent honest, like maybe the no, editing. But also remember, Michael, that that you know, this is not. Looking back, this is not episode number twenty-five uh, <laughs> that I have edited. No, remember that before that, there's like three hundred plus episodes of the Blue Recluse. Yeah. Um, the the let's just say the first few episodes. Took took a little bit took a, took a while to edit those ones. Um, mm-hmm. it, it it because I hadn't really tried it before. So I mean that took took definitely took some hours just to get through uh, forty five minutes to an hour worth of content um, to, to put out there. The, the, so the, the reason that I, I can do it faster these days, so it doesn't feel as as much effort, is just it's experience. It's you know I, I've gotten rhythm. I, I I I know what I'm doing. Things like that. So so it's not just Again, it's just it not it's not just let's just sit down and do it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that there just needs to be more exposure and more there needs to be more discussion. And I think it it falls to the gamers or the people within the space and the medium to be open to have those conversations. I feel like the gaming scene gets a bunch of negativity thrown at it hmm. because of the the vocal group on the social media that will There'll be those idiots that do death threats and there'll be those mm. people that are constantly like if you look at a Instagram post, sometimes you'll see like Xbox fanboys fighting with Sony fanboys. Like, why does that even matter mm. in the grand scheme of things? Like, why can't we just come together and say that we love video games? Because and PlayStation is way videos? better. PlayStation is so much better, Michael. Everybody knows it. <laughs> so I don't get it, but <laughs> There, we could go on. Like, there's a bunch of little spinoff things, but we'll save those for another day. Mm. And what do you say that we get ready and we kind of, we kind of head out? That's that's fine with me. Um, as long as we can agree on that PlayStation thing, I'm good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I prefer PlayStation personally. There we go. Uh, you heard it here first. PlayStation wins. <laughs> but for me, it's for the games. So that's why. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you everybody for coming by. Uh, that is episode 25 in the books and please be sure to let us know your experiences with arcades 
Were you there during the big arcade boom? Were you pwning people in Street Fighter 2 at the arcade? Nobody could get you off the sticks. Or were you just an innocent bystander? Or maybe you're even a younger viewer and you're like, what the hell's an arcade? That's okay too. Okay. You can, <laughs> you can be that person. We won't judge you in public here. Hmm. It'll be all behind the curtains. I'll judge you behind the curtains. So. <laughs> I, I just realized something. I just hmm. realized something. Sorry, because you already tried to wrap things up. But Joe Rogan, he's just making a podcast as well. That's right. You seen that desk? It's so messy. <laughs> <laughs> Unprofessional. <laughs> and also, how do you feel about video games as an entertainment medium? Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, more than likely you enjoy them. But we're interested to see how deeply do you enjoy them? Are they a simple means of entertainment? Do you log in for maybe an hour or two a week? Are you a heavier gamer that goes very deep into it? How what's your experiences with it? How do you how do you consume your medium? Do you find a balance between video games and anything else, or is it your main means of entertainment? We won't judge you here. Hmm. You can do so by emailing us at two nerds, maybe more at gmail.com. You can find us over on Twitter at two nerds, maybe more, or you can find this episode as well as all of our past episodes over at our website, two nerds, maybe more.com. And with that, I think I am done talking. We got it done under an hour. Marty, any last words? Uh, 5.5 has released a new episode where we are watching Spy Kids together with Frasley. Uh, and uh, yeah, what we thought about that, you can check that out on the episode. I won't say that, that but if... Uh, there we go, I'm done. Spy Kids, go, uh, <laughs> go check out 5.5. Uh, if you're interested in hearing their thoughts about Spy Kids. Other than that, we will see you all in the next episode. Take care, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Thank <laughs> you.